so let me uh let me introduce this andrew by just uh playing a little appropriate music here ah star wars nothing but star wars give me the star wars don't let them in How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Um, so, yeah. Star Wars. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I I kept going back and forth. All right, before The Force Awakens come out, am I going to rewatch these movies? And I just finally decided, all right. Yes, I will, because it actually had been, I realized, a number of years since I had seen any of the any of the Star Wars movies. Hmm. It might have been almost like, aside from watching, like, the review, like, segments or something, like yeah. Mr. Plinkett did, you know, I had not seen the full movies in over ten years. And so I decided, all right, I want to watch these again, both the prequels and the original trilogy, with a completely open mind. I'm now, I'm not like a kid anymore, I'm not going to the theater to have that spectacle experience. I want to try to experience them as movies. And um, and I had, uh, you know, in some ways it was surprising, in some ways it wasn't, um, my reactions. Um, but let's start off with uh, the first one. Let's go, well, the first one, let's go in number order. Let's actually do it that let's way. Do, all right, let's, episode one. Yeah, The, the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. So, okay. I'm going to say I don't hate this movie. Okay. Actually. I now what do you what do you find that's good about it? Well, uh, chiefly, uh, I think Liam Neeson and Uma McGregor are actually they're like the bedrocks of the film as far as right. screen presence. They're good actors and they hold their own. They are I feel like they're a good team together on screen. They they actually you know whatever dialogue George Lucas gives them, they deliver it you know as well as they can convincingly. Yeah, yeah the convincingly and. Um, from a film, just from a pure filmmaking standpoint, I still think the pod race really holds up. I actually yeah. think it's a thrilling sequence. It actually shows, I think, Lucas's real skill, which is editing. Um, huh. I feel like he. Well, I don't know. That was just my thought about one of his real gifts. Like in watching also like his early movies, when you watch like THX or American Graffiti. Um, I know he didn't really edit the original Star Wars, but he was there. I guess in the room. He helped to kind of reconstruct it because the, he well, brought... He, he got his wife to also work on Yeah, on he that. got a number of people to help put it back together because the shooting of it was a little bit of a mess. So I think the that that was... The pod race is good. I'm going to actually say one thing that I... I You know, who's one of the people who's been a punching bag for a lot of people for a lot of years of this movie is Jake Lloyd. Yeah. As Anakin. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, now, considering he's a little kid actor, he's... I felt like... For what he's asked to do, he's he wasn't he was fine. He it's was, always so it's always so hard to tell with the prequels because you know George Lucas he gets a bad rap for how he worked with actors. I mean even Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill talk tell stories about you know working on Episode Four yeah, a and, little bit. And but you know we know Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor are great actors. They can hold. They can basically. They can act even if they're getting minimal direction. Now, Natalie Portman, I actually think in this in the first movie is pretty weak. 
I actually don't think she's she's pretty flat. But then did all, you know that Kira Knightley was in there? Yeah, she plays the other uh, Amidala. The double. Yeah, the double. I had no idea. Yeah, well, I guess because she was younger, um, she didn't quite look like Kira Knightley. I guess she also had on but a lot I did, of makeup. But I didn't understand the whole switcheroo until many years later. So I was just. That was, well, that at was time, it's like thing. at times they did it, and then at other times they didn't. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, it, when it, I was it, first seeing the movie, I was like, all right, that make, that's fine. The problem, the big pro- thing that bogs us down is that a good deal of the writing and direction is flat. There is a mm. kind of dullness to this movie. Um, one thing I wish that they had just left out completely was the making of C-3PO. You did not. Th- if you cut that out completely from the movie, you would not miss one thing. No, at all. You don't need to see that he creates C three PO. You don't need to see him in that stupid getup. He does nothing to the story. At least R two D two does things. Yeah. At least he's there with Anakin. He fixes the ship or something. Um, Jar Jar Binks. He's Jar Jar Binks. I'm fine with him as long as I consider him a retarded person. <laughs> I know that sounds Ooh. that sounds offensive, but no, no, I mean that in the best possible way. I mean that that's that's pretty unconvincing. <laughs> I okay. think we should move on to episode two. All right, let's move on to episode two. Through the fault, I will just say the Phantom Menace. I would give it in the star scale. I would give it an admirable thumbs down. I would say it's like two and a half out of four. I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify my thumbs down. Yeah, no, no, but Roger Ebert did that a lot, so that's what I'm gonna do. All right, um, all right. Attack of the Clones is the worst one. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the one that even if even if and you're... I don't even think that's a completely terrible movie either because Uma McGregor, I feel like actually gets better with each movie, so he's at least there. Whereas Hayden Christensen sucks. Yeah, he is just aside from him. <laughs> I see our our studio friend George is kind of just going like, oh shit, yeah, um, yeah. He, I, but even I, I realized soon after Attack of the Clones that it really was kind it's of a, a combination. Film. It's a three pronged disaster because Hayden Christensen needs a good director and good writer, and George Lucas wasn't there for him. Also, the romance is really weak. You know, the entire thing with them and being on Naboo for that whole sequence where they're just frolicking through the whatever. I you hate know, sand. You know, it's really coarse. <laughs> It's not like you, you soft. Creepiest come Yeah, ever. it was so creepy. Oh, my God. I got flashbacks to Twilight during some of those oh, parts. God. It was a bit of that Edward Bella thing oh. in that sequence. Now, in some, po- in some slight positives, okay. Um, I mean, Christopher Lee, you know, he's there. He tries to be as convincing as he can, again, as well as he can be. But it's just, what what it comes down to is that Hayden Christensen was miscast. Um, It's funny because there's one scene where they go back to Tatooine and and he finds out his mother and all that. But first they go back to, um, he meets Uncle Ben and uh, Aunt Peru when they're young. Uncle Uncle Ben is from (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. God damn it. I'm getting my franchise mixed up. Listen, Anakin, with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, Uncle Owen is played by Joel Edgerton. And he's a tremendous actor. It's like watching that scene. I'm like, why aren't you Anakin Skywalker? Mm. You you've rocked it now in a number. Yeah, you know, now movies. That I think about it, he kind of looks like the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Uh, maybe a little bit. Again, it's like I, they cast Hayden Christensen, I guess, because they thought he looks a little bit like Mark Hamill. 
But that's not a good enough reason no. to do it. Um, now, I will say that... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, actually is, for me, actually a pretty good movie. I know, you probably wouldn't think so. The story is not great. It, it delivers on a lot of action. I think the story, has... for me, is pretty strong for just the whole aspect of uh, Palpatine being a really great character. And we've seen him through the three movies, and and yet in the third movie, I feel like he fully becomes like this great villain. Oh, yeah, because we got so little of Palpatine in in Return of the Jedi. We got we got and, no, he, we and got he was this bit. character with menace, yeah. but we never really got to see more of him. Yeah, it's as much about how Anakin be, go, goes to the dark side as much as it is about how Palpatine does it. And that scene in the opera house. Oh, that's so great. The nostalgia critic talked about the positive things about the Star Wars prequels, and that was number one on his list. Yeah, because it was part. It was not just a creepy story. It was also this story that expanded the universe of star wars well it also gave it, it was, you it was a bit it, of a mystery about palpatine that okay did he actually do did he this? know this guy personally did was How he the he one who, the story was he the one that killed his mentor like he has this look on his face where it's like uh, i'm thinking about when i did this and i even, ah that takes me back murdering that guy yeah <laughs> Um, but I would say, I don't know, I actually re legitimately like the movie. Is it, now, is it great? No, there's still problems. There's still that moment near the end where Padme... You're breaking is... my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, medically... From my medically, point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> medically, she's completely healthy. For reasons we can't explain, we're losing her. We don't know why. She's lost the will to live. What?! <laughs> 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 that's just oh that's so weak like there is absolutely no reason why she couldn't live like through the end of that movie except the that the script demanded it. except that you know he's the one that kills her but i think that if she had lived they could have even kept that moment where the emperor says it appears that you're in your anger you killed her and that might have actually been even more interesting because there you have the emperor giving one last big lie and then, yeah. you know, she could have died later. And then you would have actually had a connection to when, There's in, so in much... the sixth movie, Princess Leia is like, well, I only, I barely knew my mother. She died when I was very young. That's different than when she dies five minutes after you're born. Yeah. There's so much, there's a lot of possibility in Revenge of the Sith, but really, uh, it doesn't, it's there, but it never, it never gets followed up. I, I, I actually like the movie a bit, but I, I could see that it's still... It's not quite great, but I still actually legitimately like it. So that's okay. what I'd say. Now, the original movies. What else can be said about great, them? Great, great, great. Done. Well, <laughs> um, all right. So, so do you want to go in order? or Because I have we some can say thoughts. Things, we can say things quickly. I don't let's, know we let's, talk about, let's talk about Return of the Jedi. Good, because that's actually the one I just watched, because obviously I watched them in order, but I, I watched Return of the Jedi a few days after my marathon ended. So that's pretty fresh in my mind. Return of the Jedi seems to there are great things about return of the jedi yeah i does, i don't think it's but, i don't think it's as great as the first two no i mean if there are things about it i think actually and it's not just because empire strikes back was such a hard uh movie to well, follow that's grand opera yeah that's like on this level where it's not just the best star wars movie it's one of the best films ever made I, but there, there are strange things like the choice of the death star comes back that seems kind of lazy. 
And then there's a lot of stuff to fill the time, like, oh, they meet the Ewoks, and the Ewoks are going to try to eat them. And <laughs> you have to be the main course at a banquet in my honor. Yeah. I you know what though, watching it and I, the, the Ewoks. And then are there's like there's a scene where e where C three PO is telling the Ewoks the story of Star Wars, <laughs> and it seems like just after in a case while, anybody missed it, <laughs> when you see things like this, it's like they're trying to fill some time. The padding. Yeah, and so and in the early part when they're trying to save Han Solo, it's like it, it seems kind of like padding, but actually the stuff that's happening is really exciting. Well, the so funny you thing, don't mind. Well, I would actually say it's interesting watching this again. It's. Return of the Jedi, the real story of the movie, actually, for me, almost doesn't start, though, until um, Vader sees the Emperor and Luke sees Yoda. Because that entire scene with at Jabba's palace, it's almost like it's its own contained short film. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, it's a complete story. Like, and in that sense, well, it's a complete story. Yeah, I, I guess if you're having like one of those actual Saturday matinee serials, that would be its own serial episode. Yeah, and then you would have that, and then the next week you would have the stuff going on with the next Death Star, and it was funny because watching it again, it's like as much as I as as much as I've loved the Jabba's Palace stuff since I was a kid, just because of all the creatures and stuff, except for some of the lazy puppets. Watching it again, so I so I watched all the movies in the original version. All right, okay, they get to that musical number. In the original version, that scene sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sucks God. hard. It, it seems like everybody on set snorted a lot of coke and, then, and took their puppets. And you have, like, this one puppet but then, holding on to a microphone. And it's just, like, the most wobbly. Oh, man. But then somehow they redid it in the special edition, and they just made it really awkward. No, they, made, they, didn't, they didn't exactly improve upon it. They, they couldn't have made it any worse. No. But um, they didn't improve on it, improve on it no, one bit. No, not really. The only thing that was kind of added that wasn't bad was that they show the woman going down, and they show the gate starting to rise up. I thought that was okay. Yeah. Going think back to the special edition. Um... I mean, what can you say about New Hope? It's the classic hero story. Um, there was one thing that I actually realized, because watch, I watched the original version, and yeah, I thought about some of the changes that George Lucas made in the special edition. A lot of them get, most of them get decried as being unnecessary, too many, you know, you have extra do-backs and uh, extra <laughs> CGI stuff. One thing I did like that he put back in, when he's, uh, when they're about to... Um, Go off to, to uh, destroy the, the Death Star. Oh, okay. No, 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 not not Jabba. Um, oh, they're the, about to go off to the Death Star, and Luke meets his old friend again. Yeah, either it's I think it's Wedge. Or no, something. Biggs. Oh, Biggs. Okay, yeah, and that actually I thought that was a good scene. Wrong. I was glad that they included that because I realized if you're watching, I guess I didn't think about this when I was a kid. It's just oh, whatever. We're going off to the Death Star, but he, you know, he knew Biggs back on Tatooine, but he left. But then you don't hear that name again until he's out fi uh, flying to the Death Star with Biggs there. But how are you supposed to know that Biggs was got into the Academy and is but specifically there? But it really didn't matter. I actually think that wasn't a bad I, What addition. does it add? I mean... You have that I, little as emotional moviegoers, we now know it's like, oh, it's my friend that I've known. And it's like, ah, it'll be just like old times. And I think it's like, oh, he's dead. He is dead right now. That's like saying he's like two weeks away from retirement. No, <laughs> it it doesn't add anything. Uh, it's, it's it doesn't it, it's it's the job is seen. I'm glad they cut that out because that yeah, didn't that really was, add much. That was stupid. That was just like 
And because of the way that they added it in, it's like they digitally moved Han to step over his tail. Yeah. And the way that they show him doing it is just weird. Um, Empire is still just... Watching that movie, I'm just thinking, all right, I... I don't know if I... I don't think I expect The Force Awakens to be better than this. Because I'm not sure if it can be. That would be asking a lot. Oh, I, I am preparing myself for The Force Awakens by being like, okay, this is not the return of my childhood. This is not going to be like the second coming. I just coming. want it to be a good action movie. I just want it to be a good movie. Because and, so it, and it might not be in a good movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to emotionally prepare myself for this. Yeah. Because so much of like Empire Strikes Back, it seems like everything got elevated to a certain level with that right it was just like in terms of the performance everything clicked in terms of the script everything was just so smart and clever you're taking everything from the first movie which a new hope as much as i love it it's a pretty simple story yeah. it's but that works to bones. its advantage rather it does than, than it does as a side it. yeah as a side note it was kind of funny i was talking with uh i don't know how much time i've left but a friend of mine on another podcast was talking about star wars and he he thought that C-3PO was kind of an Uncle Tom. What? <laughs> like, he kind of sucks up so much to the Master. And, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, That's that, that, was, that was actually Carlos, George. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so what else to say? I mean, it's Star Wars. It, it's an so it's entertaining spectacle. Uh, you know, when I saw the three prequels in the theater, I actually legitimately liked all of them. Over time, my opinions changed, and my opinions slightly changed on Return of the Jedi, too. But overall, they are what they are. Time. Yeah. Um, and if you want to watch Star Wars yourself, go find a tape or something. And for God's sake, avoid the holiday special. <laughs> Unless you're in for a good... you want to have a good laugh. Unless if you want to have uh, the start of a brand new experience with your friends involving... Or check out the first Clone Wars animated series. The first one. Yeah, yeah. The first one. Better yeah, I mean, than I... all the prequels. Trust me. Um, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, right. When yeah. we come back, we'll, we'll have our list movies. <laughs> you could, good. List movies. Blah. Okay. All right. It almost sounded like you were mumbling that a little bit. I wasn't I, talking I, during I, that last part. I flubbed. It's okay. <laughs> Just one more round, friend, then homeward bound, friend, don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly, so it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. 